Ayah number 33. وَإِذَا and when Massa it touched Anasa the people ضُرٌ adversity harm دَعَوْ they call upon رَبَّهُمْ their Lord مُنِيبِينَ إِلَيْهِ ones turning in repentance to Him. Summa then, إِذَا when أَذَاقَهُمْ He makes them taste. Minhu from himself رَحْمَةً a mercy. إِذَا then فَرِيقٌ a group minhum from them بِرَبِّهِمْ with their Lord يشركون, they associate partners. Over here, we are being taught that many people, they live their lives blinded by shirk. But then what happens? Calamities, difficulties, problems in life, they purify the fitrah. They lift the veils that have covered the fitrah of people. So what happens? When a person is in difficulty, he turns to who? He turns to Allah. Well, just the day before, he wasn't even thinking about Allah. Why? Because everything was good. Right? But then now when he's in difficulty, and he realizes that nothing is helping him, then the fitrah wakes up. The fitrah that was covered, what happens to it? It is exposed. It comes to surface. And as it comes to surface, it makes the person repent to Allah, turn back to Allah, seek Allah's aid. Right? So over here, again, this is a proof that people have been created upon fitrah. What is the proof? That in difficulty, people turn to God. And especially people don't just turn to God, any deity, they turn to who? Which God? The one who created them. The one who owns everything. Isn't it? So, وَإِذَا مَسَّ النَّاسَ ضُرٌ When dur touches people. dur adversity. Any kind of damage, detriment, deprivation, distress. Any kind of difficulty when it touches people. What is their reaction? دَعَوْ رَبَّهُمْ They call upon their Lord. How? Asking Him for help? Not just that. They call upon Him, مُنِبِينَ إِلَيْهِ munibin once turning in repentance, إِلَيْهِ to Him. Meaning they start doing tawbah. They start remembering their sins. Right? When they're in difficulty, they start saying, I'm sorry Allah. Oh my Lord, forgive me. Right? They don't just ask Allah for help, they ask Allah for forgiveness. Why are they asking for forgiveness? Because they know they've been doing a lot of wrong things. Towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They have been disobeying Allah. So munibina ilayhi. And many times they turn to Allah involuntarily even. Meaning they don't consciously think, yes, I should do tawbah to Allah. No, it just comes out of their mouths. I'm so sorry. It comes out of their mouths. Astaghfirullah. It comes out of their mouths. Oh my God. Why? Why do these words come out? Because it's in the fitrah. Turn back to your Lord. So over here, what we are being taught is that in good times, we rarely turn back to Allah. But in bad times, in hard times, yes, we turn back to Allah. But then what happens? The sincere is distinguished from the insincere one. The sincere person, what will he do? He will remain firm on his tawbah. 
right? And the insincere one, what's gonna happen to him? That summa ida adaqahum minhu rahmatan. When Allah will make them taste a mercy from Himself. Notice over here, minhu. And rahma over here, the mercy refers to relief. That dur, that difficulty being removed. Right? And it comes from who? That relief comes from who? Allah alone. Really, that help comes from who? Allah alone. And a person realizes that. That it is only Allah who saved me. It is only Allah who took me out of that hardship. Who took me out of that difficulty. But what happens? إِذَا فَرِيقٌ مِّنْهُمْ A group of people بِرَبِّهِمْ يُشْرِكُونَ With their Lord, they associate partners. What kind of shirk do they do? This shirk is referring to the minor shirk which is thanking someone else instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Attributing the blessing to who? Someone other than Allah. The giver of rahmah was who? Allah alone. Min who? It came from Him alone. But they thank who? They thank someone else. Like in a hadith we learn, the Prophet ﷺ, one morning it had rained the night before and the Prophet ﷺ said, do you know what your Lord has said? And they said, Allah and His Messenger know best. And the Prophet ﷺ said that Allah has said that in the morning some of my servants remained as true believers and some became otherwise. Meaning their belief is corrupted. He who said that it rained with the blessing and mercy of Allah is the one who believes in Allah. And he who said that it rained because of such and such star, then he is a disbeliever in Allah and a believer in the star. This is a hadith in Bukhari. So what we learn from this hadith is that when we receive a blessing, and a blessing could be in two ways. One is that we receive a favor. And the other is that a difficulty is removed. At that time, what is it that we say? What are our words? Who do we ascribe it to? Who? Do we ascribe it to Allah that Allah is the one who gave it to us? Or do we forget Allah and we remember everything and everyone else? This is ingratitude, right? And it's a form of shirk. So over here, the reality of people is mentioned. لِيَكْفُرُوا So that they deny. Meaning as a result, what are people doing? They are doing kufr. لِيَكْفُرُوا Lam over here is of ta'qib, of aqiba, meaning of consequence. As a result of this, what are they doing? They are denying bima atainahum of that which we gave them. Allah gave them that relief. Allah took that difficulty away. Allah blessed them with the child or with health or with success in their exams. Right? Or with the driver's license or whatever it was. And what happens? They deny it. They show ingratitude for it. How? They will thank everybody except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will give credit to themselves, but they will not give credit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لِيَكْفُرُوا بِمَا آتَيْنَاهُمْ They are denying what we have given them. فَتَمَتَّعُوا So it's a threat over here. Enjoy yourselves. Meaning go ahead, enjoy yourself for some time. فَسَوْفَ تَعْلَمُونَ Soon you will know. Meaning you will know the consequence of this ingratitude. You will know the consequence of this ingratitude in this world and also in the hereafter. The thing is that Ease and difficulty. Alright? Blessings and being deprived of blessings. Alright? Adversity or, you know, having blessings or being free of adversity. Both are tests. 
Right? We think that sabr is only at the time of suffering. It is only at the time of adversity. But sabr is also required on receiving a blessing. Right? That when we receive a blessing, we need to do sabr over there also. And what is that sabr? That we have to remember who that blessing came from. And we have to thank Him. And we have to remember Him. It doesn't mean that we don't acknowledge the means. Of course we acknowledge the means. But in the acknowledgement of the means, don't forget the actual giver. Right? So, you know, in a hadith we learn that about the believer. Right? That a believer is, you know, his affairs are all good. Wonderful. Amazing. Why? Because whenever something good happens, he is grateful and that is good for him. And when something bad happens, he is patient and that is good for him. One of the Salaf, he said that, Bulina بِالضَّرَّائِ فَصَبَرْنَا We were tested with adversity and we were very patient. What was the patience over there? We turned to Allah, we did istighfar, we accepted it. Right? And then, Bulina بِالسَّرَّائِ فَلَمْ نَصْبِرْ We were tested with good times, but we weren't patient over there. What was the impatience in good times? Not turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, Am or Anzalna, we have sent down, Alayhim on them, Sultanan and authority. Meaning on what basis are they forgetting us? Are they associating partners with us? Do they have some proof for that? Do they have some Sultan and authority and evidence for that? And that Sultan, Fahuwa so'it, Yatakallamu, it speaks. Bima of that which, Kanu they were, Bihi with him, Yushrikun, they associate. Meaning, have we given them some authority for shirk? So that authority, it tells them to associate such and such with Allah. Yatakallam over here doesn't mean literally it speaks, but that it instructs them, it tells them. You know, like you said, this book speaks about me. No, not literally it's speaking about you, it discusses you, it talks about you. Right? So the message of this ayah is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not revealed any proof any evidence for shirk. There is nothing in this universe that tells people to associate partners with Allah. Tells in the sense that it tells them that that, that, that is the right thing to do. Yes, there are many liars out there. right? But there is no sultan. What is sultan? Proof, authority, evidence. Haq. Nothing like that. Telling people to associate partners with Allah. وَإِذَا and when أَذَقُنَا we make to taste annasa the people rahmatan a mercy farihu biha they rejoice because of it when we give people a mercy what do they do farh extremely happy i really think about it you know children it's amazing it's the best example right that you show them any goodie any treat and you look at the happiness the delight on their face Right? All of a sudden, I love you and you're the best. You're my friend. Right? My best friend. Isn't it? You see children of all ages doing this. The moment they receive some favor from you, instantly you become their best buddy. Right? Farihu biha. But there are many adults who are also like this. That as long as they're receiving goodies from Allah, they're happy. Farah. Very happy. They think they're very lucky. And over here, farah is referring to you know, this exaltation of arrogance, that being happy with pride. Right? That, oh yeah, I'm the best, I'm the best. I have this, hence I'm the best. Farihu biha, overly joyed. 
Alright? وَإِن and if تُصِبْهُمْ It reaches them سَيِّئَةٌ An evil. Something harmful. Something that they don't like. Something that upsets them. And it could be something as small as, you know, you look at a wrapper and you think, okay, there's chocolate inside and when you pick it up, you realize that it's empty. Right? So that upset you. What happened when you first looked at the wrapper? <gasps> chocolate on the table. So happy. And as soon as you approach it and you touch it and you realize it's empty, there goes your mood. You're so angry. Right? Sayyiatun, any sayyia. It reaches them. And that sayyia, by the way, Allah says, bima qaddamat aidihim. It's because of what their own hands have sent forth. Meaning it's because of their own sins. They brought it upon themselves. But what is their reaction when they're afflicted by something bad? إِذَا هُمْ يَقْنَطُونَ إِذَا All of a sudden, whom they يَقْنَطُونَ They despair. From قُنُوط قَانُونْ طَافِ قُنُوط is to become disheartened, to have no hope left. Meaning they become so sad, it is as though they have never experienced anything good. They become so sad, it is as if they have nothing good left in life. This is how they react. Both are trials, right? Hasana is a trial, Rahma is a trial, and Sayyidah is also a trial. Both are tests. But majority of mankind, majority of people fail in these tests. Because typically the reaction is overly joyous or overly saddened. By what? By material gain or by material loss? Material gain makes majority of people overly joyous, so happy, extremely happy. And material loss makes many people overly sad, overly upset, overly angry. Right? I was listening to this nasheed the other day. In the nasheed it was mentioned that some keys went missing and it was like a global calamity. Right? Really, this is our state. Something small goes wrong and it turns into a global tragedy in our house. Over something petty. Really, something small. It's not a big deal. But we turn it into such a big deal. So, overly joyous or overly saddened by material gain, by material loss. Why? Why would a person react like that? Because all that matters to him is this dunya. So if he gets it, he's happy. If he loses it, he's angry. What does this show? What is really important to a person? What is it that he's truly pursuing? If he's really pursuing Allah's pleasure, then he would be patient, he would be grateful. Right? But if a person is pursuing dunya, that is his ultimate goal, then of course there will be a global tragedy because of not finding your keys on time. Right? Because your favorite cup broke. Because you found that chocolate bar wrapper empty. Right? It's going to make a person very, very upset. So this is the reaction of who? People who don't have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as their goal. People who have dunya as their goal. This is why the Prophet ﷺ differentiated the believer. He said, believer is different. His case is good no matter what happens. He's grateful in good times. He's patient in difficult times. And another thing we learn in this ayah is that difficulties are because of what? Our own sins. Hardships in life, when things go wrong, many times it's because of our own fault. Our own mistake. You know, for example, we could complain about the fact that people don't have respect for our time. Well, the fact is that we don't have respect for our time, which is why people don't have respect for our time. Right? 
So when people make you waste your time, it's because they've seen you doing that. They know that you don't value your own time, so they're gonna make you waste your time also. So don't get upset with them, get upset with yourself. In Surah Al-Shura, Ayah 30, Allah says, وَمَا أَصَابَكُم مِّن مُصِيبَةٍ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ وَيَعْفُوا عَنْ كَثِيرٌ Whatever strikes you of disaster, it is because of what your own hands have earned. And He pardons much. Allah says, أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْ Have they not seen أَنَّ اللَّهَ That it is indeed Allah يَبْسُطُ الرِّزْقَ يَبْسُطُ He extends الرِّزْقَ The provision لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ For whomever He wills وَيَقُدِرْ And He restricts. Do they not see? Do they not know? Have they not realized that this is completely in Allah's hands? Allah is the one who gives and Allah is the one who restricts. Why are they getting so happy? Why are they getting so upset? Right? Why is it that all of a sudden their mood, you know, they have such extreme mood swings from extremely happy to extremely down, extremely loving to extremely angry, this up and down constantly, what does it show? That a person has not recognized his Lord. Because if he had recognized his Lord, he would be patient and he would be grateful. Because he knows that nothing happens without Allah's permission. إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتِ لِقَوْمِ يُؤْمِنُونَ Indeed, in that are surely signs for people who believe. So those who truly believe in Allah, they're able to remain patient and grateful, even if things change. So Allah says, فَآتِ So you give. آتِ Again, this is a command. And earlier we were given a command. أَقِمْ You should establish your face. Right? Turning towards who? Allah. Over here, آتِ If you're turning to Allah, then you must give. Give to who? ذَا الْقُرْبَى The possessor of nearness. Meaning the relative. ذَا الْقُرْبَى is who? The relative. So give to the relative what? Hakahu his right. Who are our relatives by the way? Who are our relatives? Qurba. Qurba is from Qurb, right? Nearness. Qareeb. One who is close to you, near to you, because of what? Because of blood? Or marriage? Okay. Rada'a. So who are our relatives? Who? Start from? Parents. Okay, then who? Siblings. Then who? Expand the circle. Right? Like for example, grandparents, uncles, aunts. For people who are married, you know, their spouse and relatives through them, children. Right? So, آتِذَ الْقُرْبَ حَقَّهُ Give to the relative his right. وَالْمِسْكِينَ And also to the needy. وَبْنَ السَّبِيلِ And also to the traveler. Give them their rights. When? When? When should we give these people their rights? Huh? Whenever they have a right upon us. Because depending on the relationship, depending on the situation, rights could be different, right? They could be different. So whatever their rights are, whatever they deserve from us, we have to give them. When? Whenever they are deserving of it. Okay? Meaning, it doesn't depend on us, our mood, our financial condition, and our, you know, the state of our heart, our happiness, or our sadness. No, it depends on, if they deserve a right from us, then we must give them. Okay? Because generally, what do we do? When is it that we will smile at our parents? 
when everything's good. Right? When mom made the breakfast that you wanted. Right? When is it that we smile at our children? Our daughters? When they'll do the dishes? When they'll tidy up? Right? It's as if when others will do us a favor, then we say, yeah, now I'll give you your right. What does Allah teach us? Should it depend on circumstances? No, it shouldn't depend on circumstances. It should depend on the fact that someone is deserving of a right from you, so give them their right. This is the way of who? Those who are seeking Allah's face. ذَلِكَ خَيْرٌ That is better. لِلَّذِينَ For those who يُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَ اللَّهِ They intend the face of Allah. Their goal, their ultimate goal is to seek Allah's face. Because they have turned their face towards Allah, they're seeking Allah's face in return. وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ And those are the ones who are successful. So what does this ayah teach us? That rise above your circumstances. Rise above the situations that you may be in. Rise above the good times and the bad times. Whatever is your duty towards the relatives, the needy, the traveler, give them their rights whenever they are due. And this a person can only do if he has directed his face to Allah. If he is seeking Allah's face. You see, many people give charity. Many times we give charity. But when giving charity, when being good to others, whether it is financially or otherwise, what should be our intention? What should be our ultimate goal? What do we learn in this ayah? It should be to seek Allah's face. In a hadith we learn that the Prophet ﷺ told Sa'ad that it is better for you to leave your inheritors wealthy rather than to leave them poor, begging people for their sustenance. And whatever you spend for Allah's sake, you will get reward for it. Even the morsel of food which you put in your wife's mouth. Anything you spend, seeking Allah's face through it, seeking Allah's pleasure through it, you will be rewarded for it. Even the food that you bring to your family. Right? Because sometimes we think that when we are fulfilling our obligations towards our family, we are wasting our time. Hmm? Or that we're doing them a favor. Or that we're wasting our money. We're not wasting our money. When you go grocery shopping, okay, and you buy food and you bring it home, it's not a waste of money. Unless you are wasting that food. You're buying more than you need. Right? You're doing israf. That's a different story. Because this hadith teaches us that even your obligations, when you're fulfilling your obligations, because for a man, isn't it obligatory to spend on his wife? To provide her with food? It's necessary for him, right? So فَآتِ ذَا الْقُرْبَى حَقَّهُ Give the haq of the relative. Give the haq of the needy. Fulfill your obligations. But seeking who? Seeking what? Seeking Allah, His pleasure, His approval. And then your spending will also be a reward for you. The Prophet ﷺ said, the best sadaqah is the one given to the relative who for some hidden enmity for you keeps away from you. Did you hear the hadith? Huh? The best sadaqah is which one? Given to that relative who for some hidden enmity, keeps a distance from you. 
Meaning you don't know why they're upset with you, why they don't talk to you, why they're not cool with you. There's something wrong and they'll never say it. You have no idea. Right? Maybe they're jealous, maybe they're angry about something. Allahu a'lam what the problem is. But they're being all awkward with you, they're avoiding you, they don't call you for months, they don't care about you, they're having these parties and events and they don't invite you, it's as if you're not even related to them. But when you give them something, that is the best sadaqah. Why? Because you cannot give them, you cannot give them unless you're giving for the sake of Allah. You understand? Because when we give anything to anybody, there's some expectation in return, right? A smile, you know, a word of gratitude, or maybe a gift in return. You understand? Something that we expect from them. But when you're giving to someone who avoids you, what do you expect from them in return? What do you expect from them? Nothing. You know they're not even going to turn around and thank you. Right? They're not going to send you a thank you note. They probably will not even acknowledge that you've given them something. But this is the best sadaqah. Because you're doing it for who? For the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're doing it while you are fulfilling your obligation, your duty. Why? Because Allah has given you that duty. Allah has put that obligation on you. And also think about it. We should be grateful that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us the giving one. You see, there are two types of people. Those who give and those who receive. Who are you? Who am I? Who do you want to be? The giving one or the receiving one? The upper hand is better than the lower hand. In a hadith we learned that Jarir anhu he said that we were sitting with the Prophet ﷺ when he looked at the full moon. The full moon. And he said, you will see your Lord in the hereafter as you see this moon having no difficulty in seeing it. You know, this is ultimate success. Our success depends on what? Attaining Allah's pleasure. That Allah is happy with us. Allah is pleased with us. And those whom Allah is pleased with, Allah will give them the privilege of seeing Him. Of seeing His face. لَذَّةَ النَّظَرِ إِلَى وَجْهِكَ Right? This is the privilege that will be given to people whom Allah is pleased with. وُجُوهُ يَوْمَئِذٍ نَاظِرَةٍ إِلَى رَبِّهَا نَاظِرَةٍ In Surah Al-Qiyamah, Ayah 22. Some faces that day will be radiant looking at their Lord. So how is it that a person can be given this privilege to see Allah's face when he will do good in this life seeking what? Seeking Allah's pleasure. Seeking Allah's face. And this is what we are being taught in this ayah. ذَلِكَ خَيْرٌ لِلَّذِينَ يُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَ اللَّهِ That is better for those who are seeking Allah's face. Now which deeds can we perform seeking Allah's face? Which deeds? Seeking Allah's pleasure. Which deeds can we perform? Yes? Okay, good. Everything. Everything. Every single deed should be performed seeking whose pleasure? Allah's pleasure. You see when you're doing anything, do you have some picture in your mind, some image in your mind? Something in your mind? 
Let me give you an example. You're writing your exam and you're doing it really nicely. Okay, You're so happy that you're answering every question properly. Whose face keeps showing up in your head? Who? Your teacher. Either her angry face or her serious face or her smiling face. You know what I mean, right? You're cleaning something at home and you're like, yeah, mom's gonna come, she'll be so happy. Right? My husband's gonna come, he'll be so happy. You're thinking of those who will be pleased because of what you're doing. Right? But what do we learn here? That whatever we are doing, our ultimate goal should be whose pleasure? Allah's pleasure. Now I'm not saying start imagining Allah's face, no way. This is not what I'm telling you here. That when you're doing something, remind yourself, لِوَجْهِلَّهِ لِوَجْهِلَّهِ Because when you do something, لِوَجْهِلَّهِ Then what happens? When your mom comes in, she doesn't even notice that you cleaned, it doesn't make you angry. You understand? You write your exam, you do so well, you get like 29 on 30, and there's no star, there's no barakallahu fiki, fear ilmiki or anything like that, then you're not upset with your group in charge. You understand? You're cool with it. Why? Because you did what you did, seeking who? Allah. Exactly. It helps you reduce your expectations from people. And the thing is that when you reduce your expectations from people, then you can keep working. Then you can rise above your circumstances and you can do what you have to do. Because Allah put that responsibility on you. Right? So every deed must be done for Allah. The Prophet ﷺ said, Allah accepts only that deed which is purely for His pleasure. And the objective is to seek His face only. In another hadith we learned the Prophet ﷺ said, Worship Allah as though you see Him. And if you don't see Him, then He sees you. In another hadith we learned the Prophet ﷺ said, Ad-dunya mal'oonah, mal'oonun ma fiha, illa mabtughiya bihi wajhullah. The dunya is cursed. Everything in it is cursed. Cursed meaning it's attached with problems. Isn't it? Everything has its problems, doesn't it? Tell me which thing in your life is problem free? Which thing? There is nothing. You know, even your fancy glasses, they have problems. Isn't it? Your fancy car could have problems. Food that you eat, you're enjoying it, but then later on you have problems. Right? So mulrunun ma fiha. Everything in this world has problems. Except for what? Except for that which is done seeking Allah's face. That deed has some worth. When it comes to salah, in a hadith we learn, indeed the Muslim servant performs prayer, desiring by it only Allah's face, and sins fall off from him, just as leaves fall off from a dry tree. Do you see trees these days? How are they? Empty, barren. Just like that, a Muslim becomes you know, clean of sins. Why? Because he performs salah seeking Allah's face. When it comes to fasting also, we learn fasting for Allah's face in order to seek Allah's pleasure. The person who fasts seeking Allah's face and completes it like that, meaning completes it on that intention, then he shall enter Jannah. When it comes to seeking knowledge also, for Allah's face. In a hadith in Abu Dawood, مَن تَعَلَّمَ عِلْمًا نِمَّا يُبْتَغَ بِهِ وَجْهُ اللَّهِ Seeking knowledge by which Allah's face is sought. Meaning ultimately you want Allah to be happy. Spending, giving money, 
In Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 272, You don't spend except that you seek Allah's face. When it comes to dhikr, remembering Allah, in Surah Al-Kahf, Ayah 28, They remember Allah, morning and evening, seeking Allah's face. When it comes to sabr, patience over difficulty, that also for the sake of Allah. Surah Al-Ra'd, Ayah 22, Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ صَبَرُوا بِتِغَاءَ وَجْهِ رَبِّهِمْ Those who are patient seeking the face of their Lord. When it comes to fulfilling obligations, what is mentioned in this ayah, فَآتِي ذَا الْقُرْبَ حَقَّهُ وَالْمِسْكِينَ وَبْنَ السَّبِيلِ When it comes to feeding others, in Surah Al-Insan, Ayah 9, Allah says, إِنَّمَا نُطْعِمُكُمْ لِوَجْهِ اللَّهِ لَا نُرِيدُ مِنْكُمْ جَزَاءً وَلَا شُكُورًا We feed you only for the face of Allah. We don't want any reward, any gratitude from you. And in general, everything else. For who? For Allah. In Surah Al-Layl, Ayah 20, إِلَّا بَتِغَاءَ وَجْهِ رَبِّهِ الْأَعْلَى but only seeking the face of his Lord, the Most High. Such deeds, they are blessed by Allah. They are rewarded by Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to perform everything we do, seeking only his pleasure, his face. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honor us all with the privilege of seeing his face. Recitation. وَإِذَا مَسَّ النَّاسَ ضُرٌّ دَعَوْا رَبَّهُمْ مُنِيبِينَ إِلَيْهِ دَعَوْا رَبَّهُمْ مُنِيبِينَ إِلَيْهِ ثُمَّ إِذَا أَذَاقَهُمْ مِنْهُ رَحْمَةً إِذَا فَرِيقٌ مِنْهُمْ بِرَبِّهِمْ يُشْرِكُونَ لِيَكْفُرُوا بِمَا آتَيْنَاهُمْ فَتَمَتَّعُوا فَسَوْفَ تَعْلَمُونَ أَمْ أَنزَلْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ سُلْطَانًا فَهُوَ يَتَكَلَّمُ بِمَا كَانُوا بِهِ يُشْرِكُونَ وَإِذَا أَذَقْنَا النَّاسَ رَحْمَةً فَرِحُوا بِهَا وَإِن تُصِبْهُمْ سَيِّئَةٌ بِمَا قَدَّمَتْ أَيْدِيهِمْ إِذَا هُمْ يَقْنَطُونَ أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْا أَنَّ اللَّهَ يَبْسُطُ الرِّزْقَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ وَيَقْدِرُ إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِقَوْمٍ يُؤْمِنُونَ فَآتِ ذَا الْقُرْبَى حَقَّهُ وَالْمِسْكِينَ وَابْنَ السَّبِيلِ ذَلِكَ خَيْرٌ لِلَّذِينَ يُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَ اللَّهِ وَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ